Hello, I'm Carlotta Rabello and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. There's a few things that seem like essential features of a bridge. Structural integrity and safety, of course, but surely also the ability to stay well clear of the waters passing below it. Well, one bridge spanning the two sides of the Han River in Seoul doesn't quite meet all of those criteria. It doesn't manage to keep its head above water, at least not all of the time. Monaco's Jayop S. Kwok brings us the story of Seoul's diving bridge. Driving along Seoul's Han River, chances are you will come across an oddly shaped double-decked bridge, a key pathway between downtown Seoul to the north and the Shinsegae, Korea's most popular department store, to the south. The bridge is always teeming with traffic, but in a car-heavy metropolis like Seoul, that is perhaps to be expected. What makes this particular bridge stand out is, again, its unusual architecture. The upper deck is called the Pampo Bridge, or Pampo Degyo, named after the posh high-rise residential area near Shinsege. The lower deck, our protagonist today, is called Chamsugyo, or the Diving Bridge. Every summer, the Diving Bridge takes a dip in the water, but not exactly to cool off. During monsoon, which often falls in July, the swelling river rises above most of the bridge making the way unusable for weeks at worst. Virtually all Koreans have grown up watching its annual dive on TV, with reporters in raincoats standing nearby and struggling against the gushing winds. To understand the reason behind its unique structure, we have to go back to 1976. Unlike all other bridges in Seoul, whose decks stand about 20 meters high above water. Chamsugyo, even on a drier month, stays just a few meters above the river. Press reports at the time of its construction say this was due to multiple reasons. The 1970s was a time where an invasion from North Korea actually seemed likely. And because the Han River is so wide, on average a kilometer, or four times the average width of the Thames, authorities felt that the capital needed at least one bridge that could be rebuilt quickly in case of an air raid. In another report, its low height was attributed to making easy access for tanks and armored vehicles, which were clunkier than they are today. Then the upper deck was built on top, allegedly, in order to dodge aerial surveillance. That way, any logistical movements could take place undetected in the lower deck. The theory makes sense because to the north, there used to be a massive U.S. military base called the Yongsan Garrison, which takes up an area equivalent to more than 284 football pitches combined. But as decades passed and military dictators were ousted by democratically elected governments, and not to forget, as South Korea grew more powerful and wealthier than its saber-rattling north rival, military use has become highly unlikely. Now, the South Korean president's office and defense ministry may be nearby on the North Bank, but the U.S. soldiers are stationed miles outside the city. For years, outside the diving season, that is, Chamsugyo was just another bridge for car traffic, jammed as bad as the upper level. 
But after expanding the pedestrian way on both sides just a few years ago, Seoul City has vowed to make it car-free, allowing pedestrians, runners, and cyclists cross the river more safely than before. It helps that the South Bank, next to the bridge, is one of the city's most sought-after picnic spots, with killer views of the city. So on your next visit to Seoul, pack your favorite pair of running shoes and go jogging to the Jamsugyo area. Early morning or at dusk, it is arguably the best place to see a side of Seoul that many just don't get to see. The health-conscious amateur athletes from all age groups in their element. In the near future, the former U.S. military base will be returned to Seoul City and make way for one of the largest inner-city parks in the world. Seoul's diving bridge, at its entrance, is expected to become even more popular. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by J.O.P. Squawk and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Carlotta Rubello. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. Music